Hey friend, let me ask you something that you're probably not thinking about. And it probably won't come to your mind until you're in the thick of the moment and you're like, shoot, I should have thought of that ahead of time. Do you have a backup plan for when sickness strikes in your home? I found myself answering this question last week with a big fat no as my response. Jared and I were sick as dogs last week, unable to get off the couch for at least a couple of days. Thankfully, our kids are 9, 11, and 13, and for the most part, they're able to take care of themselves. But through our sickness, I discovered that we could definitely brush up on some habit training for them, and that it would be extremely beneficial to have a plan established for when sickness strikes again. I mean, I know it's rare that both parents are sick at the same time, but it would make things so much easier to think through these things ahead of time and have a plan in place regardless of if someone's sick or someone else is well. Sickness just tends to throw off all the rhythms and routines in our home and probably in yours as well. So having a plan in place is going to help us keep our home more manageable and in order and help everyone bounce back a lot quicker. So on today's show, I'm sharing with you three steps I'm personally going to put in place to help me prepare ahead of time for sickness. And I encourage you to grab a notebook and take some notes and join me in getting this system nailed down in your home as well. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Last Monday morning, I woke up to go to the gym, five o'clock in the morning, and I just felt off. You know that feeling when you just feel like sickness is coming upon you. So I thought to myself, okay, what do I do when I'm sick? Well, I keep moving because I want to keep my lymphatic system going to drain out all of the sickness in my body. So what did I do? Instead of getting right back into bed when I felt like I had a tinge of sickness coming on, I went to the gym. And I about died on the the bike machine because I was just, I mean, I looked at my watch. You know, I have a new Apple watch. It's tracking my my exercising and everything. And I'm trying to close my rings, y'all. I'm trying to get those rings closed every single day. And I'm looking at my watch and it's only been five minutes. And I am struggling, y'all. And I don't get sick often. I stay pretty well for the most part because when anyone in my family does get sick, we try to let nature take its course. We don't over-medicate. We let the fevers run their course because that's what our body is created to do. So I have found by doing that and take letting nature take its course that our immune systems are pretty strong. They're pretty, they're pretty durable. But y'all, I 
barely drove myself home and Jared had to go to work. We usually work out in the morning together and that's our time together. So Jared went to work. I went home, got right back into bed and I was like, dude, I am like legit sick. And sure enough, he ended up coming home about halfway through the day, joined me on the couch and there's where we stayed for at least a couple of days. And like I said in the intro, I really, it was really brought to my attention how unprepared we are for sickness and how we have not taken the time to train our kids to pull their weight around the house and really step it up. And I I really know that I need to train my kids better and habit train them better to where they're doing this all of the time and not just when we're sick. So I'm going to share with you three steps that I'm taking to prepare our home for when our systems and our routines and our rhythms are thrown off during sickness. And I know that no matter who is sick, that this is just going to be super helpful to me as a mom taking care of my kids and homeschooling them but also for anyone else to be able to just step in and just, you know, fill in fill in that role that mom always has to play. Y'all, we need to be able to outsource our duties as mothers. <laughs> All right, so number 1, I realized that I need to be better at training my kids in their habits. We have gotten really lackadaisical on um, roles and jobs and chores that they're responsible around for around the house. Our society has just made it super easy and our lifestyles have just made it super easy for kids to grow up not having any kind of responsibility. And I've realized that I really need to be better at this. And I, and I was better at doing chores with my kids and having a chore chart for when they were little, but I think as they've gotten older and I've gotten more resistance and they're a lot less compliant and that I just don't want to take the time to train them in these good habits around the home, I don't want to have to ask them all the time, hey, go make your bed. Hey, do wash your dish after you've, you know, you've used it. I want it to just be a habit. A habit is something that happens automatically. Hence why this home, this podcast is called Habits in Home. Um, that's my passion is to have really good habits in our home, not just through decluttering for mom and organizing and all that, but really to take it down to even your children. Like you, yes, you first have to set the example through your good habits in your home, but then you have to intentionally teach your children these habits. You have to intentionally break it down to where they have small wins in these little steps that eventually become big habits. You have to break it down. And so I want to start sharing more on the podcast of how you can instill good habits in your kids. We need life on automation. And By training your kids, taking the time to train your kids as if you were to train anyone else. Like if you were, if you have a business and you were to bring in somebody to do a part or to do a job in your business, you would take the time to train them. So it would take some workload off of you. The same goes with our kids. Us moms, we can't do it all. I know we want to. We wanted to be the one that controls everything because when we do it, it's going to be at our standard of clean. It's going to be at our standard of done. 
sometimes we have to let our kids help out and we have to sacrifice our idea of what is, what it means, <laughs> of excellence. You know what I mean? Like you have to let your kids go through the messy process of, of learning these habits in order for them to really get good at them. I remember when I was training my kids to make their beds in the morning when they were little. I mean, we started really young. I would say maybe two and a half. I started training them to make their bed. Of course, I didn't do it automatically, and I would have to go in there and say, okay, go, go make your bed. And I remember I would go in behind them and check to make sure it was made. And their bed was not perfect. It was not the way I would have made their bed. And so it was messy, and the blankets weren't straight and everything. But I, I somehow had the wisdom to know, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Just let it be. Because what happens when you go behind your kids and you fix the things that aren't to your standard or your perfection, they get they don't even want to do it next time. They think, oh, well, mom's just going to do it anyway. And so what happens is because people aren't doing it to your expectation, they just end up not doing it at all because they're like, well, mom's going to do this anyway. And I don't want to do it all. I don't want to do it all. So through this sickness, through through last week of being just sick, I mean, it was bad. I thought I had the flu. Um, I learned that I really want my kids to be more self-sufficient. I want them to run the house. I want them to take ownership. I want them to be less selfish during that time. Um, they need to be able to cook meals that are easy, you know, that are easy for them. So that means that I need to take the time when I'm not sick to train them to, to cook meals. So this week I am starting out with breakfast meals and um, I have decided that I'm only going to cook breakfast for them on the weekends. Now, this is really hard for me because I want to have my kids to have good memories of mom providing really good breakfast for them. But in that I, you know, in that process, then I'm not teaching them skills that need, they need to learn because I want them to have these great memories of mom. I'm sacrificing the opportunity to teach them to be more self-sufficient. So this week I've decided um, that on Mondays, it would be easy cereal days because everybody has the Monday Mondays and we just don't feel like being, you know, we're coming off the weekend and it's just not, it's just hard. It's hard to get back in a routine. So I just decided nobody's going to cook on Mondays. We're going to have some cereal boxes for you to, to, to easily make your own breakfast. Then on Tuesday, it's going to be my son Peyton and he's really good at making bacon and biscuits. We get some turkey bacon, put it on the griddle. Super easy. He's 11 years old. He could totally turn on the oven and put in some biscuits, some Pillsbury Grand biscuits, and put some turkey bacon on the griddle. I mean, he literally did that on Tuesday, and it was amazing. Breakfast, breakfast was done. I outsourced that. Now, if I could only get him to clean the griddle afterwards, that would be amazing. But nobody seems to want to clean a greasy griddle after they've used it. So I like to use baking soda on my griddle. It tends to get stuff off a lot easier. Anyway, um, then on Wednesday, my son, my other son, who is nine years old, he is in charge of doing fried eggs. And he has learned how to do that. He actually enjoys the responsibility of doing that. He loves to crack the egg. Now, yes, there's going to be egg kind of dripped everywhere, but y'all, you got to let that be. 
you got to know, okay, it's not going to be to my expectation. It's not going to be all clean and perfect and everything, but you're, you got to let your kids go through the, through the messy middle so that they get really good at these habits and at these skills. And you got to step out. You got to step away from the kitchen and just let them do it. And yeah, he, he burnt a couple of eggs and our whole house was filled with smoke. But you know, the next time he does that, he's going to learn, okay, I need to have the, uh, the stove turned down a little bit. So he's, they learned so much more when you're not hovering over them every, for every little thing and every little step. So then today, my daughter, her, her meal that she had to make was, um, egg and cheese croissants. Love the recipe. So easy. Now we do healthy-ish meals. Okay. I wish I could make completely homemade from scratch croissants with organic flour. It's just not my lifestyle. It's just not my lifestyle. It's not what's the most important to me. What's most important to me is getting it done in a healthy-ish way and saving money in the process and them not eating cereal every single day or frozen waffle waffles or fruit loops. You know what I mean? You got to choose better than and, instead of always thinking about what's best. Okay. If you're doing better than you did last year, then you're winning. Okay. All right. So then, um, so today's Thursday. So that's my daughter's meal for this morning. And so then I have negotiated with them. They love pancakes and waffles. They love it when I alternate pancakes and waffles. So that's going to be the Friday and Saturday, and they have something to look forward to. So anyway, what I'm saying is teach your kids simple meals, simple meals. So when sickness does strike, they can step up to the plate and make meals for their brothers and sisters, and even for you if you're able to eat. All right. So then um, also teach them how to clean up how to clean up. And this doesn't just happen when you're sick. You have to teach them regularly. You have to walk them through. We can't assume our kids see mess. We can't, we can't, we can't assume that because what's messed to us does not look like mess to them. And they will just overlook it, overstep it all day, every single day. So you have to like start helping your kids see the mess. You have to help get, you have to Ask them to help you clean, help you clean. And then in the process, they don't want you to just say, hey, go clean the bathroom. That's not what they want. They want you to walk them through the process. They want you cleaning the mirror while they're wiping down the sink. You have to start small and you have to break it down into bite-sized manageable pieces until you can just let them be free to do it all on their own. And then the other thing is to prep them ahead of time for when sickness does happen, this is what I found happening for us, my son especially, because he's a little, he's the youngest of the family. He wanted us to take him places. And I'm like, dude, don't you see? I'm like on the verge of death. And you want me to take you to a friend's house? I literally cannot get off this couch. So you have, I plan on teaching my kids to be a little more or a lot more selfless. Mm-hmm. They have to learn how to serve others. They have to learn how to give of themselves in a way that is going to help somebody else. And it and and it just doesn't happen when when people get sick. You have to do this ahead of time. You have to like as I like to say, you have to play the damsel in distress. 
I know you ladies, you can do everything, but sometimes you got to play the damsel in distress so your husband can come in and rescue you. The same goes with kids. Don't be so capable of doing everything. Let your kids think, oh, mom can't do it all. Mom is not capable of doing it all. I need to help mom. Oh, I got to rescue mom. Okay. So think ahead of time. Yeah. When you can do something, ask your kids to help you say, oh, honey, I, I can think of one thing. I have plants at the top of my kitchen cabinets and yeah, I could totally jump up there and get my plants down to water them. But I'm like, honey, will you help me? I love using that term. Honey, will you help me? Honey, will you help? Will you help your mama? You know, and they really love it, especially my boys. My daughter, she's super capable of everything. Um, but my boys, they really think that they're being like these macho um, superheroes coming in to rescue mom. So ladies, think of ways that you could just be the damsel in distress and have your kids step up to the plate. Okay. It's going to help them have these habits of thinking about other people instead of themselves, especially when you're sick, they're going to be a lot less selfish. Okay. All right. Step number two is I am going to designate a sick box. I'm going to think about where I can store this because we don't have a lot of storage in our 1950 farmhouse. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to designate a sick box that's going to have specific things that I realized we needed, but we didn't have when we were sick. Things like electrolytes, easy canned soup. I'm not a fan of canned soup. So if I can take some time and make some freezer soups, ahead of time. I plan on doing that. Um, but you know, having a backup, uh, with some can Campbell's can can soup, totally. Okay. Totally. Okay. To do that when you're, when you're sick, um, and some easy meal ideas, you know, having it stored in that one box and not in the rest of my pantry. So I know when we're sick, even if it's me doing the cooking, I can still go to that box and pull out things for our sick meals. Okay. So soups, easy meals, electrolyte drinks, having a couple of those on hand as backups, and then some emergency vitamins. Okay. So I like vitamins to help supplement our bodies, especially when we're sick and we feel like sickness coming on. But I realized the ones that I, I really love, I didn't have them in stock. And I'm like, dang it. If I put in an order, it's, it's going to take about a week and a half to get here because I don't order them from Amazon because they're really good vitamins. So it's nice to take inventory ahead of time. I know you're not thinking about sickness. Nobody is ever thinking about sickness and preparing for sickness, but taking that inventory of what you like to use during the times that you're sick and having backups of those items in your sick box is in your sick box is really going to help you be better prepared. All right. And then step number three is, and I realize that this would be invaluable is to set up your sick care community. All right. So think of some friends that are just really good at taking care of people. Nobody know, knew, nobody knew that we were sick until I didn't, I couldn't go to my dance class. I take a dance class on Monday, on Mondays. And that was the day that I was extremely sick. And my good friend that also goes to my church is in my dance class. And so I didn't show up to dance. She called and checked on me. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm sick on the couch. Well, 
she said, can I, would you let me bring some soup over? And the natural part, the natural instinct in me is to say, no, we're fine. We're fine. You know, not to accept any help because I don't want to put anybody out, but I was desperate and I said, yes, I would love that. And she immediately brought me over some soup that she had actually cooked that day. How good is God to work that out? Like she had cooked some soup that day, put it up in the freezer. It wasn't even frozen yet. And she said, I actually cooked some broccoli and cheese soup. I will bring over to you right now. And I was like, thank you so much. So it really showed me that you're not burdening people when you ask for help. They want to help. And when you establish this little core community of people, you're also giving them permission to ask you for help. You're establishing this dependency on each other saying, hey, we know how it feels to be sick. So call me, let me know. Even if you just have this like say, hey, we're sick you know, we need help, then they know how they can help and just go ahead and work it out. Say, okay, when I'm sick, you know, I I would really appreciate this. How can I return the favor to you? And then what can we say that is, you know, kind of like our, our, our saying that we're asking for help in a way that's not being really selfish, um, and needy. I hate to be needy. Um, it's, it's the two, the Enneagram two personality in me. I don't want to ask for help, but I always want to be the one offering the help. So what I'm saying is talk with a core group of people who are willing to help. If you call them, it doesn't have to be a lot of people just establish your friendships, you know, establish your core community. Okay. And make a list of those people. Put it in your emergency box or put it in your phone. Make a list of these people and delegate who is going to help with what and create your emergency contact list. Somebody who can entertain your kids if they feel comfortable having your kids over while you're sick. It is not fun having your kids around when you're sick. It's nice to have somebody, especially when it's like on day three, And everybody's going stir crazy and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish someone would just grab my kids and go play with them. You need to have people that are willing to do that, to will, they're willing to come pick up your kids and let them play with at their house Um, or take them to their activities. I mean, my kids still had dance activities, baseball practice, and I needed people to help cart them around. Thankfully, I have some family members who are living on our property right now. And I've been able to depend on them a lot. But if you don't have family that lives close by, you really need to establish your core community of people who are going to help you take care of your family and take care of you, okay? So take the time to think through those things and establish your list. Have the conversations with people. Say, hey, last week I was sick and I realized that I do not have a backup plan. Will you be a part of my go-to community to help, to help our family when we need help during sickness. And I'm sure, I mean, I can't think of a single person in my life that would say no to that. I mean, people just genuinely care, in my opinion. Maybe I live in the South and that's just the kind of um, culture we have down here. But for the most part, people want to help and they want to be needed and they want to contribute to your friendship and they they love that they can help out in that way okay so let's go back over those three things that i hope you're going to do with me number one is you're going to start training your kids in better habits okay 
Break down those things that you want to learn. Do one a month. I like to break it down. We're going to work on one habit a month. And um, just work through those things, the things that the skills that you want your kids to be able to do. But then also, you know, you want them to be able to think for, for other people and not just think about themselves. Okay, number two is designate a sick box. Think about what do you actually need when you're sick and make a box, put it up in a closet somewhere and and know that that's your go-to box for when somebody is sick in your family. Don't just have all of these items randomly scattered throughout your house. Don't have your food items, you know, mixed with everything in your pantry. Don't have your vitamins, your emergency vitamins in your vitamin cabinet. Have a designated place that has everything that you need for when someone's sick. And number three, set up your sick care community. Take some time, make a list of three to five people and call them, talk to them, be transparent with them, ask for help ahead of time. Because when you're sick, you're gonna just already have this established and it's gonna be so easy. And friends, that's what we need in our life. We need easy systems. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode and found a lot of value in it. I'd love to connect with you more. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I share a little bit over there and I'd love to give you a gift as well. Head on over to habitsandhome.com and grab some freebies in there. All right, friends, I'll see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.